welcome back to the Fantasy Football Weather Guys. I'm meteorologist Mike Ventures. I'm here with my good, good friend and colleague, meteorologist Sean Bratton. And we are here in NFL Week 17, our final week, our final episode. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good, Mike. I'm doing good. Hopefully everyone out there had a really uh, wonderful holiday. I know I did. I'm actually here with my family. Um, and I'm excited, uh, you know, uh, with you know, the Fantasy Football Weather Guys, because we made it through all 17 weeks. Um, and just excited to be here for the last one. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good holiday. I hope everyone else had a good holiday. I just tra- traveled back from New York up to Boston. So I'm a little tired today. It's been a, a bit of a, you know, a lot of people on the road. So if you are traveling on the roads, hopefully you're listening to us. We do have a podcast available here so you guys can kind of get updated on all of our information that we're providing. Um, but it was, I'm glad to be back. We, uh, this is leg one for us. The next leg, we're going up to my wife's family. Uh, so that we're going up to the in-laws here this weekend. True family, man, Mike. True family, man. Yeah, and Sean, you've been on a big road trip. We, uh, we got together last weekend. You visited yeah. Sean vis- and Colin, uh, who couldn't make the podcast today or the, other, or the show, unfortunately, just because um, this was kind of a last-minute thing we, we did because there's, there is a storm risk that we wanted to talk to. If anyone's still playing Week 17 or DFS, so yeah. that, that's why we're here today. But um, Sean was able to come out and visit, visit us in Boston, and, and uh, it was great to see you, bud. We had a good time. Yeah, we did. You won that cup, Mike. Oh, yeah. So the, the cup, the Fantasy Football Winter Guys Cup, went to Colin. He ended up winning the game, and he had um, – and I think that was a, a testament – to a uh, you know a very disappointing uh, Houston Texans at Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Not yeah. a lot of action there for us in that one. So no, and hopefully that game did influence it for those of you that were in the finals. Hopefully that game wasn't the the dagger um, that that brought you down. If you were playing uh, anybody in that game, like a Winston or a Watson um, or a, any of the receiving Hopkins, well, oh, brutal game. Yeah, yeah. So Perryman had an okay game. Yeah, so Perryman brought me through. He uh, he helped me win my championship in my one of my ESPN leagues. So yeah. I am a champ, at least in one league. I'm happy about that. Um, in our other league, we had Sean in our ESPN league. I, I did come in second. Had disappointing performances uh, from Tyler Lockett. He burned me. But, I mean, I have to be honest. Like, my yeah. opponent played Tyler Lockett. He played DK Metcalf. And he also played DJ Moore. So out of his three wide receivers, he had .8 points, which, was a lo- which allowed me to get the, the championship, which is unfortunate for him. But. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah well, and I, I know for a lot of you out there, for those of you that were in the championship, you're pretty much done for the year, but there are still some people out there playing DFS and some people that actually have that option of playing the, the week 17 championship. I've never done that uh, for obvious reasons as you know, like for instance, the Baltimore Raven game, we may see some weather there, but it doesn't really matter because guess who's not going to be playing that, that the one, you know, QB star this year, Lamar Jackson uh, yeah. or John, yeah, Jackson. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson brought a yeah. ton of champions to people, man. Mark, you know, and you know, they they may be sitting some additional players um, as well, like Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews brought some people championships last week with two TDs. So, um, you know, they, they may not be playing consistently this week. But if you're in the championship, we do have some weather risk for you to consider um, this week for this Sunday. I think that um, I heard a statistic that most fantasy football leagues end by week 16, but there is about 3% of you guys still kicking around here. So there is some weather to pay attention to, and we'll move into the forecast now and get this moving along here. So I am going to show my screen here, and excuse Mm -hmm. me for that one thing here. And so we're looking at our weather impact table for week 17. And we have two caution flags out right now, but if you were to look at the weather types for a lot of these games here 
we're actually seeing some sort of form of, of, of the elements uh, in what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, well, about eight, eight or nine games there. So there's a lot of games here with that, that is going to experience some form of element of weather. At this point in time, we feel at least confident that two of these games may actually see a, 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 enough of a risk to players to issue, issue a caution flag. And that's for the Jets at Bills game and also for the Browns at Bengals game. But there are some games we are paying attention to, like specifically like uh, the Saints and Panthers. There's some shower risk there. We'll get to that, Sean, we'll talk about. Also um, in Jacksonville, uh, you know, we are seeing potentially, you know, the Colts at Jaguars, we're seeing some showers and risk there and some potentially some wind in Kansas City. So I'm going to pass it over here and start off with our mean silver pressure and precipitation maps and we're looking at the central u.s here and sean why don't you tell us what's going on with the weather yeah so again we have a major weather event that's going to be the the one and only event in town but it's going to be sprawling basically a third of the united states and impacting like mike mentioned really two games that we're really confident in but there are many that we're going to be needing to monitor this week from this one storm that's developing out in the west coast and i just want to kind of mention something even from last week uh you know you're going to want to stick with us because originally we wouldn't put out a, a caution for nashville and luckily the nashville the, the the tennessee titan game didn't end up being a tremendous factor but those are the types of games that you know we we, we need to monitor throughout the week because you know that that uh that system pushed further north than we expected um, so make sure you're keeping up to date with us throughout the week. But the one system we are going to be focusing in on is you can see some precipitation uh, in the lower left-hand corner of the screen. Mike has his cursor over it now. And that's the system that's going to be developing. There's going to be a trough that's going to be digging into the west coast of the United States. And this is actually a fairly consistent storm track we've been seeing. Uh, you can see that it's, it's starting to wrap up and organize as it crosses the Rockies. Again, I, I've mentioned this term a few times. This is referred to as lee side cycle genesis. As the storm goes over the mountains, it basically starts to wrap up, starts to organize. Um, and that's what we're seeing as it goes across the Great Plains states. You can see the cold front and the warm front starting to develop. Um, and this is going to be, this right now is at Saturday night where Mike is showing. So you can see this is going through Kansas City and Green Bay and Chicago. This is going to be traveling through. So those of you are going to be traveling this week and watch out. This may be a big, a big risk for if you have flights or if you're driving in this area because there will be some snow to the north but a lot of rain associated with this yeah. so you can see it's, at this point it's starting to wrap up um, we refer to this it's starting to occlude it's starting to cut off um this is sunday morning and this is going into sunday morning so uh mike if you actually could go to our east coast map sure, sure. uh that would be that would be great because we could kind of see how this filters in into the eastern third of the united states and mike if you could kind of point out that coal front for us Yep. Uh, yeah, this right here, this is what's going to be impacting a lot of our games. And eventually what's going to happen is we're actually going to have another low pressure form off of the triple point. Uh, and that's basically where the warm cold front and occluded front connect. Um, and we're going to have secondary development. But this is the sector that we're going to be really concerned with. And you can see this is game time. Mike, if you point out the Buffalo location here. Uh, yep, right there. So that's one we're concerned off, uh, concerned with. And then if you could also point out the Cincinnati location. Now the Cincinnati location looks like it may, and Mike and I were talking about this, may look like it's more convective in nature, which means I think Mike, you were looking at some things and looking like there were maybe a squall line that comes through. And, and the issue with that is the timing with those is sometimes very sensitive. 
Yeah, and, they, and so, it could be it could be yeah. pretty quick too. They're not going to be a prolonged rain event, right? So you might mm-hmm. get this burst of heavy rain, lightning, potentially thunder, and even some gusty winds at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to predict those types of passages are tough. So while this is one model, right, the American model of GFS, it shows that this this line of storms, you can kind of see it uh, for those who are looking at the YouTube video, uh, which is at FF Weather Guys on the YouTube channel. Subscribe, guys. Um, this could potentially be, um, you could see this in the precipitations and it's to the west, but there are some models that are saying this, this line of storms could potentially be to the east of the game by, by the game time. So that's a timing issue. Connective mm-hmm. things are tough. And, and like Mike, you said, I mean, these are, you can see there's some deep purples in there, almost getting to like almost a pinkish color. Those are really high precipitation rates associated with this. But the Buffalo location, we're looking at more of a sustained rain event that we're a little bit more confident it's going to last the duration of the game. Is, and that's usually where we see our more significant impacts. Now, uh, and looking at this, you'll say, well, wow, there looks like there's a lot more games that could be potentially influenced with this. And you're right. We just don't have a, we, we have to figure out a little bit more of the timing uh, associated with this storm. If this pushes through a little bit quicker, as Mike mentioned, we may be looking at impacts to the Panthers game, possibly even the Giants Eagles game, because they don't start until four, four thirty uh, Eastern time. And we looks like we also have some convection over uh, the Florida region, maybe impacting Jacksonville as well. And that's where Mike has his cursor right now so yeah, like, seems to be, there was to say there seems to be there's like prefrontal convection all the way from east, east coast of florida which it would impact the tampa game and up through the carolinas right so we're going to keep keep an eye on the panthers game as well for some of these scattered cells that could potentially produce some heavy rain during the game um, yeah, and the other thing that we're looking at mike i don't know if you have the wind map up. I, I will before we get to that just before yeah. we close out here this is uh, around 2 p.m sunday we go to around 7 p.m on Monday, uh, Sunday, sorry, Sunday night. And we do see that there could be some rain sneaking into the Baltimore Ravens game, as well as the Giants, as Sean mentioned. Yeah. These look like if it does go, if it's going to rain there, it's going to be later in the game, maybe like the second half. So um, we're not putting out any caution flags now because at least you have a good half of football there. Um, and that's something we're going to keep an eye on for timing as well. Yeah. Uh, so and, oh, go ahead. Yeah, good. And just like Mike said, keep with us here because we had to do this this week with, again, with the Titans game yep. uh, where we had to put out, you know, potential. We, I don't think we put out a caution, but it was borderline because that system pushed further north than we expect. And the same thing can happen here for the Ravens and Giants. So keep so up to date. Let's shift over to the wind here and talk about the wind risk on, on Sunday here. But it yeah, so as this storm passes, we're going to have a lot of northerly flow. So as that cold front passes, we have a lot of cold air filtering in. And sometimes that causes the winds to spike up a little bit as well. So you can see, uh, Mike, if you could kind of point out where those winds are wrapping around, typically where the cold air. Oh, sure. In. Yeah. Yeah. Right it's in there. Kind of exactly. clockwise flow here. Exactly. And, and, and you'll see um, over some of the states uh, to the west, northwest of uh, our Kansas City location, that you have winds approaching 15, 20 miles an hour. Now, this is game time right now for Kansas City. Uh, we expect winds to pick up maybe a little bit as game continues. This is a borderline call for us. Yeah. We're looking at maybe 10 to 15 miles an hour, maybe gusts getting up a little bit higher. Uh, but we're, we're, we're veering away from the caution right now. Um, well, if we get any more confidence that these winds will potentially be high, we'll put out, um, you know, potentially a caution. But right now we're steering away from that. Yeah, just because we're not going to talk a lot about the Kansas City game here on the stop streaming screen. But, I mean, if there is winds around 10, 15 miles per hour, Sean, are you worried about starting any guy, any Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, your, your deep passers, um, 
or, or are you are you worried about your Chargers? Right, they're they're playing the Chargers now. So they're playing the Chargers. They are. I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes play Denver in the snow. Um, it was a mess. And one of the things that we're realizing this year is that good offenses in really bad weather play your uh, play those pieces. Play play the players that are playing in the bad weather on the good offenses. Because here's what's happening: those defenses in the wet weather and the snow and the rain. They're not able to keep up. Those good offenses, yeah. those sure-footed receivers, those accurate QBs. We saw this also with Aaron Rodgers versus the Giants. Well, this was these were snow games, right? I mean, you're, it was all snow games. Snow games, yeah. yeah. So I, I would, I, I do, yeah. rem- I do recall a game in Kansas City where it was really windy, probably like another ten miles per hour over what's predicted to take place on Sunday. And I remember that they only had the Chiefs only completed one pass of greater than twenty yards because the wind was strong enough to really kind of throw that off for Mahomes. So I, I think there are elements here that can really impact even good offenses. But I think like these snow games, especially when there's snow in the field, you know, we got, there was yeah. a lot of people freaked out about that. I got nervous about it, but um, you know, it, it just, I think these good offenses, as you mentioned, still can outperform the bad defenses and you don't yeah, have to worry too bad. But defense. to your point with, with the wind, um, I'm not concerned about playing a Patrick Mahomes in this yeah. game. I'm not concerned Doesn't about playing that bad. a Tyreek Hill. I'm not concerned about playing a Kelsey. Um, you're not benching them for 10 to 15 mile an hour wins. Nope. A Patrick Mahomes will make it make it work. Now on the other end, uh, you know, you know, with Rivers um, yeah. and uh, some of their offensive pieces, uh, like a Mike Williams. They're um, playing better as of late. Um, you know, our uh, even borderline weather, you know, could could influence these these players. Now, Rivers has a much higher corollary when there's precipitation than when there's wind. But you know, his his metrics do go down a little bit in the wind. Um, so that's a game that we'll keep an eye on. And if it's something we think you need to be concerned with, if those winds get any higher, we'll definitely let you know. Yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit um, and break down some of the caution games that we have out. Right. So why don't we start off with the uh, the, the Jets at the Bills, and this is probably one of the more impactful games for, due to a, a more persistent moderate rain event um, that, yep. that's expected in Buffalo. So uh, I know you have some statistics here. You know, if you're in the playoffs, you're, you're, you know, what Jets do you have left, right? So you, you might have Le'Veon Bell. You might have Robbie Anderson. Um, you're probably not starting any of the other, you know, Sam Darnold and, and Crowder's been a little bit too unpredictable there with volatility. So are you feeling okay in this game playing – Robbie Anderson or Le'Veon Bell? You know, you also have to consider you're playing a tough um, Buffalo D here. You know, you're, you're not playing the New York Giants. Um, and so I think the upside of these players is capped as is. And now with the persistent rain, it's not something I trust. Now, I will say in a very, very limited sample size for Sam Darnold, he actually did incredibly well in the precipitation. Um, it was a one game, but his QBR was through the roof. He had, uh, I, I think, like two TDs, over 300 yards passing, no interceptions. But that was a one-game sample size. So this is one thing we need to caution you about is, you know, you just sometimes think, like, oh, there's one game he did really well, so that's going to happen all the time. No, um, that's not necessarily the case. We also need to consider, like, hey, there was one game, and now he's playing a pretty tough uh, Buffalo defense. So Robbie Anderson, if you have a better option, I'd say steer away. Um, this could be another potentially lower scoring affair in the rain if that's persisting throughout the duration of the game. Hopefully you're not playing a Sam Darnold. Hopefully you have a better option there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, if the game's persistently raining, the coaches may make a decision to run the ball a little bit more. He may have some upside, especially as a pass catcher. We know he can do that um, and may, maybe get in the end zone a, a time or two here. 
Uh, but again, these are options that I've shown to be inconsistent throughout the years. So yeah, you're probably, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to win you a championship. And you know that Javarius White's going to shut down Robbie Anderson. I just want to comment on that one game that Sam Darnold did play in the precipitation. It was home to Oakland where the, where the, uh, the Jets won 34 to three. So not a great secondary by any means. Buffalo secondary is going to be way better. So um, I, I think that that yeah. was more of a matchup that was favorable in, in, in Sam Darnold's favor and he could overcome any element there. And in so. Buffalo, uh, yeah, and, and, and to, your, to your point, uh, Travis White's going to be on Robbie Anderson, so you have some tougher corners to con- contest uh, Sam Darnold here. Now on the other side of the ball with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, uh, from the games in two games with precipitation for Josh Allen, he has only had one TD throwing the ball. Uh, he only had averages about 139 yards per game uh, passing. You know, the Jets have actually played pretty well uh, of late, relatively. Actually, the first time the Jets played the Bills earlier this year, the, the, the Jets' defense scored 18.2 fantasy mm. points in our, in our league with, I think, multiple interceptions. Um, so uh, I'm, caution, I'm cautioning Josh Allen here in the rain in a messy environment. He may get a few more rushing yards if he feels he needs to rush, uh, if he can't find an open receiver and conditions get bad. Uh, but you know, if Josh Allen was playing a bad defense here, I would say I'm not as concerned. But the Jets have actually shut things. I wouldn't say shut things down, but they've they've proven themselves. And I'm a little bit I'm a little bit nervous throwing Josh Allen out there. Yeah, um, the, the Jets have been playing pretty well as of late. But I still I think this is a game. Oh, I think this is a a game where uh, the Bills beat the beat up on my Jets. Um, I think the Bills have a better defense, a better team in general. Um, but, uh, you know, you never know. These divisional rivalries are always tough. Top, you know, they fight tough. So so how do you feel about Josh, Josh Allen here? If, like, if you're in the championship, if you're in a DFS, are you looking at him as a value play here? Are you looking for, for someone else playing the New York Jets? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go again. I, I think I'm going to try to find value on someone else here in this, uh, in this week. Um, I, I'm not super thrilled about the, the weather event here. Um, and, you know, even though Josh Allen has a, has a pretty sturdy floor with regards to his legs, I think he's going to be a great quarterback as he goes and, and matures in his career I'm just not sure I'm willing to to pay any you know to pay that money it's probably priced around 6,000 DraftKings. I have to take double check on that but yeah I'd and probably here, go somewhere else and here's my thing I'm not saying and I don't think we're saying that hey Josh Allen definitely won't have a good game it's not like who you know it's not in the cards for him to this to be a possibility it's very you know it could happen yeah that Josh Allen has two TDs 300 yards passing what we're saying is that there's some volatility here yeah, and that there's some risk in playing them in this game against uh, with a Jets defense, which has shown up, which seems more. They don't always show up, as Mike knows, being a Jet fan. Yeah. But uh, they show they, up at the wrong times. Let's be they, honest. They, you, you just don't. You just don't know. So uh, I'm I'm not as confident in this matchup. Again, we're not saying it's impossible, but again, there's some there's some risk inherent with the weather and, and the play. As a, if I was going to do secondary for a quarterback, there I kind of would lean towards Daniel, Daniel Jones against the Eagles. Just because I know there's going to be points scored in that game, Eagles are going to be trying to fight for a playoff berth, and the Giants are going to be slinging it. So I think Daniel yeah. Jones is a good prospect. In Those tough divisional games, though, yeah. uh, against the t- – I mean, we saw Daniel Jones pick apart the Redskins, but it seems like when you're getting into the Eagles and the Cowboys, uh, sometimes those games are True. a little bit slow to play. But we'll, we'll see. I'm excited. I'm going to be watching that game. Um, and Daniel Jones is proving himself as a rookie QB if he limits those mistakes. Yeah. He's against the Redskins. 
there's no reason he can't maybe put up five TDs, but there's no reason he can't put up a solid two or three DDs, 300 yards against a lackluster Philly secondary. All right, let's move it up to our second caution game here, Sean. And this is um, a game in the oh, oh, the Battle of the Ohio Valleyans here, the Browns at Bengals. <laughs> um, yeah. And this is a game where we're expecting a potential thunderstorm squall line to move through with some potential stratiform rain. So meaning a burst of heavy rain with some wind, potentially maybe some lightning thunder, and then maybe more of like a, a steady light rain event after that. And this is potentially at some point during the game. Um, so, you know, whatever you have, you have some important pieces here, potentially to your roster. Um, if you're in the playoffs, you might be considering playing any of the running backs for the Browns. You got Nick Chubb, who's been having a great year, one of the best runners, rushers of the year. Um, and then you also have Kareem Hunt now, who's been taking a lot of those secondary uh, work and passing. He's been playing pretty, pretty reasonably good. Um, he's beaten my expectations, but he's been a good running back. Um, and then in the passing game, I can tell you this right now. If you have Odell Beckham Jr., you're not in your championship game because he's just had a horrible year. You maybe yeah. have gotten lucky with Landry, uh, but you probably aren't playing him or Baker Mayfield. And on the other side, the the, the coin, the Bengals. You, you know, you're probably not playing Dalton or any of the pass catchers, but you might have Joe Mixon. So, what are you thinking here with this game, Sean, for impacts? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like what you're saying is. Is really true. It's like who, I mean, other than really Nick Chubb, who's, who's, you know, you can rely on regardless of him, especially in a rain game um, yeah. where you may have a slight uptick in the number of carries uh, depending on the conditions, you know, like, who are you, who are you trusting here? Are you playing Baker Mayfield? No. I'm not, not against a, a Cincinnati defense that seems to be either right on or way off as of late. Yeah. Um, you know, are you playing OBJ? Are you playing Jarvis Landry? Um, you know, are, are you playing Tyler Boyd? Yeah. Are you playing Mixon? I mean, I think the only players that I really want to consider here are Mixon and, and Chubb, and you may have them if you're in your, your championship. Um, but, you know, for both of these quarterbacks, like uh, uh, Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, he's had, I mean, again, sample size is limited here. One game in the rain, his, his yards in that game are 194. That's about 30 or 40 yards down than what he completes on average. He had one TD and one interception. He was 20 for 31. Um, so, okay, you know, is that going to win you a championship, though? Probably probably not. That's probably along the lines what I'm thinking he's going to get in this game is maybe a touchdown or two, 200, 250 yards. Um, again, are you looking for a breakout performance here or not? Is he maybe safe? Eh, uh, I, I don't know, I, but I don't know if I want safe in my championship run. I want somebody maybe with a little bit more upside. Now, to be honest, Dalton um, has played okay in, in the rain. Again, you're not playing him, but for if you're looking at options uh, like a Boyd, for, for instance, uh, his, his QBR is actually up about 10 points. Uh, he's 2-1 to one with TD uh, to interception ratio. Um, his yards per attempt are up around two yards. Uh, on, on average in in these games so I don't think he's as influenced by precipitation so if you have Boyd for whatever reason and you've been rolling with Boyd keep him out there yeah um, but uh, other than other than that Jarvis Landry I'm a little bit cautious with an OBJ I am as well yeah I think this is going to be a good spot for for the running backs I know last week uh, Nick Chubb didn't really have a great game kind of burned me in the playoffs in my championship match to be <clears throat> to be honest but I think he's going to bounce back here um, against the Bengals, uh, you know, not great rush de defense. And also on the other side of the coin, um, Joe Mixon, I think, you know, 
excuse me, the Browns are going to be beatable in the, run, the running game as well. So I, I think and we've seen Joe Mixon actually not be dependent on game script. So in a game where there's going to be some precipitation and maybe some slipperiness with the ball, you know, it's going to be wet, it's wet from the rain. I, I feel a little bit better with playing these running backs. Um, it's not like I'm shying away from them from the rain. So, yeah. And you know, I'm just trying to look at here, like, Hey, relative, whatever the defense done and, you know, other, actually the last time uh, the, the Browns played Cincinnati uh, was on December 8th. And that was a 27 to 19 final. And the, the Cleveland Browns racked up around 12 points uh, on defense and did have an interception and in, in two sacks. So that was uh, not with Dalton though, right? That was with, um, that's true. Yeah. Dalton just that, came back in. That is, that's, that's true. So, uh, yeah, with these with these QBs, I guess what we're trying to say here is we don't have a whole lot of confidence on anybody going into this game, um, other than if you're if you if you have Mixon and you have Chubb, go with your your stars in these in in these games um, or in this game, but try to find other options as wide as wideouts. All right, so um, it, you know those were the two caution games that we're we're paying attention to. We're going to be providing those updates um, as as we can here uh, on this weekend. And there, as Sean mentioned, you know, there's these uncertain, like, especially what happened last week, you know, there's these precipitation events that can kind of shift in the models and change with timing. And that's what we're worried about here as well. Um, so we're going to pay attention to that as we move forward. Are there any other games that you want to talk about, Sean, before um, and some of these games with potential showers, but um, no. Uh, no. Okay. So no, no, we don't, we don't want to touch those yet. We're not confident enough to really put anything out. That's, that's going to be thing, uh, something that we'll focus on. On Sunday, we, we usually get uh, some questions coming in depending on how the weather shifts. And if, if we're putting out additional cautions, we'll usually get questions filtering in. So follow us on Twitter. Um, if things look to shift at all, we'll be updating weather on Saturday and Sunday. But nothing yeah. right now. Uh, at FF Weather Guys on Twitter and also our YouTube channel. So that's it. That's Week 17 weather. And that concludes the Fantasy, fantasy Football Weather Guys uh, season we we've really had a great time this has been a learning experience for both of us we're sad we don't have Colin here to close it out he wanted to be on but he couldn't make it but um you know he he said hello to everyone and he hopes everyone had a happy holidays as we yeah. all did here as well yeah and we want to thank you all out there uh thanks for bringing in those questions thank you for the feedback thank you for the subscribers again like Mike said this has been a really fun uh process for us but it's been a learning uh, a learning process for us as well. And so we're, we're going to be keeping things going in the off season in terms of we're going to be developing some new things for you guys next year to make things easier for you and easier for us to give you up-to-date, um, accurate information concerning the weather. So we're really, really excited on the off season to be working, uh, working on some things. And, you know, we may be putting out a video or two in the off season as well. So of course then. Yeah. All right, guys. That, that's it. Have a good luck in your rest of your season if you're playing. And if you're doing DFS, good luck. Make sure to pay attention to the weather. And we'll see you next year. We'll see you next year, guys. Bye.